Do you own your own company? Maybe you have a website where you sell artwork or T-shirts or vinyl. If you're ready to sort of make it big and get your name out there, you can do that with the all-in-one marketing platform from MailChimp. It has everything you need all in one place to give your new business the strongest start with the right marketing. Jumpstart your business with easy-to-use tools like the number one email marketing solution, website builder, and social post scheduler. Learn more about the all-in-one marketing platform at MailChimp.com. When you're a reporter, you sometimes end up getting invited to a company's offices for a tour. Brands open up their doors to show you how they operate in the hope that it'll inspire more in-depth coverage. So Gucci had a tour of a new call center that they opened in Jersey City. Jessica Testa is a styles reporter at The New York Times, and she went on a tour just like that with a colleague of hers back in November. Kind of this, like, uh, really decked out space on the waterfront in Jersey City where all of their customer service agents would kind of, you know, gather, take in calls from customers. And I was also there with my colleague, Jonah Bromwich, who co-wrote the article with me. And we came to this part of the tour where there was just this big screen, like a poster-sized screen on the wall. And it was a white background, and there were these little characters all over it. These like blue and yellow and green. And I wanted to call them like peeps at first because they didn't look like the actual like candy peep. Not the marshmallows is what you're saying. They gave me a peep vibe, I would say. Um, They're more like bowling pins with little like huge googly eyes. And some of them had hair and some of them didn't. Like there were there were all these kinds of there was a an afro, there was like a sort of a hairstyle that I later compared to a Megan Rapinoe's hairstyle. Okay. <laughs> like, almost exactly. So what was this? Were they playing a video game? Like, what were you witnessing? Yeah, so that was our first question. was like, what are these cartoons doing up on the wall? And Gucci kind of explained, like, this is this is our store in, in real time. This is our U.S. Gucci.com store and those little cartoons represent shoppers. And I was just fascinated by this. And a few of the other people in the group were like ready to move on. And I was like, wait, is this like, is this Gucci technology? Like who, who is providing you this? Like, did you make this in-house? Um, and they explained, no, it's from this company called Powerfront. Today on the show, we're looking at a company that's making software that hundreds of brands are using to track every move you make when you're shopping online. Like when you put something in your cart and then you take it out and then you put it back in again months later. Powerfront is helping retailers see it all in real time. I'm Ariel Jim-Ross. This is Reset. Jessica Testa wrote about Powerfront for The New York Times. Powerfront is a software company. Their signature offering is called Inside, and that's this platform that I was seeing that allows e-commerce websites, most of them luxury fashion retailers, to have this sort of back end where they have a visualization of their store, and they're even sort of sections of the store. Like, you can see the exit, so you can see when people are, like, moving closer toward the exit, people meaning these little cartoon pins— Just to be clear, these are people 
visiting a website and yeah. then on the other end, the store end, there are customer service representatives who are seeing this interface that looks like a store. Yes. Where they get to see the customers move around. Yeah. You'll see like um, there there will be like an accessory section and like a clothing section. And so you'll see each pin sort of um, sitting near whatever section that shopper is in. Uh, and this just fascinated me a lot because I do a lot of online shopping and I've never thought about it in this way. I've never thought about like visualizing myself as if I was in a store, like moving around. And I certainly never thought that somebody was watching me do it. We learned that when you sort of selected a customer, when you looked at a customer, you could see a sentiment score. And sentiment was was a assessment of their mood. So I think the first time we saw it, it said sentiment negative one on someone. And that meant that they were not very happy, um, not outwardly angry, but just kind of like irked. Uh, so that kind of reminded me of the sim world where you have like your right. diamond above your head, like indicating your mood. The critical piece that we did see in action is that while you're chatting with a customer service agent, you could be typing and the person can see what you're typing before you hit send. That seems like a, a pretty significant invasion of privacy. Yeah, I I think you could argue that. I think that it's just it was just fascinating to me as a customer. You know, I I could just imagine like being on Gucci.com, looking at a bag and seeing this bubble pop up. Like we've all seen that bubble that's like, ask me something. Ask me something. How can we help you today? And it's just not, you don't think about who is on the other end. I think because we've also been trained to think that those are bots. Right. So who uses PowerFront? PowerFront is used by um, hundreds of e-commerce websites. At least that's what PowerFront told us. We know that a number of, you know, incredibly prominent luxury retailers use them. So Neiman Marcus was one that we were able to see a live demo of their store while we were reporting the story. Sephora, which I found Sephora. really— Sephora. Yeah, Sephora I found interesting because I think that they do so much of their business online. Right. Another customer of, of PowerFronts is Staples and okay. um, and Dillard's, which is also, you know, a, mm -hmm. a sort of lower market department store, uh, at least compared to Neiman Marcus. But I think PowerFront just wants more luxury customers like that. That's who they're going after. But, yeah, they're also serving these sort of more more mass market businesses as well. So a brand or store can buy this program, this software, and then their customer service employees are the ones using it? Yes. Okay. So how many people are actually interacting with this software every day? PowerFront says that its platform processes the information from 20 million customers a day. Okay. Um, so this is, this. people are interacting with this. This is not like some, some small, insignificant uh, number of individuals who are actually interacting with the software on a day-to-day -day basis. How exactly does this software work? What do PowerFront users on the back end, and I mean the, the customer service representatives, mm -hmm. what do they see? So PowerFront gave Jonah and I a chance to to put ourselves in that seat, to like get a live demo and, and see what they see. Um, so, for example, we were in the Gucci store and there was a customer who had kind of um, a furrowed brow. Again, there's these sort of like huge googly eyes on every little avatar. This one looked a little mad. Okay. Um, so we clicked on her and 
and and I say her because when her information popped up, you could see IP address, location, name, a lot of identifying factors that I was surprised were available. But most importantly, or most shockingly to me, was the fact that you could see everything that this customer had looked at. Was that customer signed into a, a, like a customer account or or was it just them browsing the website? It wasn't clear for this particular customer, but to your point, the you don't have to be logged into a website in order for all of this information to be available to them. You don't have to have an account on Neiman Marcus or Gucci for people to be able to know what you've bought previously. Right, exactly. Like, we have this sense that we're being watched online. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that sense has always felt a little, like, robotic. You know, for example, like, I'll look at a sweater on uh, Macy's.com, right? And then that sweater will follow me. Like, next time I'm on Facebook, I'll see, like, an ad for that right. sweater. Sure. Like, everyone's experienced that. You've also had the experience where you put something in your cart, you don't check out, but then you get an email, right? Mm-hmm. And And... Those practices don't require you to be logged on either. What was your reaction to all of this? My reaction when I first saw the software like in action was just like, wow, they have access to so much information and they could do so much with it. Like they they could help companies make decisions about inventory um, or what they're going to sell next season or, you know, things like that. But PowerFront says they're not doing that and they're just a customer service tool for the time being. I had never thought about what it looks like on the other end of the transaction, especially this idea that like somewhere on a screen, every time I enter, you know, an e-commerce website that's somewhere on a, a screen in a call center or at a, you know, anonymous like corporate headquarters, there is a cartoon version of me that somebody can click on and look into my past. I think that what we buy online reveals so much about us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what just was struck me immediately. Speaking of what it looks like on the other end of the transaction. It's almost like being in a showroom with them. You can see exactly what they're doing and what you're doing, and you can help them as much as possible with the information that you have. What you're hearing is a testimonial from a customer service representative that PowerFront published on YouTube. I like being able to see what they're looking at the most. It's it's really convenient to be able to see, you know, right here exactly what they're looking at, to be able to look and see their history of the items that they looked at. And then just to have all that information available. If you were in a store, you wouldn't necessarily know what they looked at in the store before they got to you. And here you can kind of sneak in there and see exactly what they've been looking for. Being able to sneak in, that's supposed to be a selling point. But when I watched that video, I didn't feel super warm and fuzzy about it. Still, someone at PowerFront thought that video was a good idea. So... I talked to PowerFront's CEO. That's after the break. This is Reset. Why do you need State Farm renter's insurance? Because it helps protect the stuff landlords don't. If you listen to this podcast, maybe you like technology. Maybe you own a lot of gadgets. When you look at that and take a step back, when you add it all up, your stuff is probably worth more than you think. 
But in the event of a burglary, fire, or water damage to your belongings from broken pipe, landlords won't cover your loss. So what do you do? How do you protect it? You do that with State Farm Renters Insurance. Like if somebody breaks in and maybe makes off with your new laptop. Renters Insurance can help with that. For pennies a day, you can make sure your stuff's protected with State Farm Renters Insurance. And with more than 19,000 agents across the U.S., it's easy to find one close by. Because when it comes to renter's insurance, State Farm agents are ready to help. Find an agent or get a quote at statefarm.com. That's statefarm.com. So our initial kind of drive was just to see the business. Uh, And then when we did this, we saw the massive effect it had on, on retailers. The CEO of PowerFront is Hadar Paz. He told me he wanted to make online shopping more appealing, more human. Online stores are controlled by computer people. It's not controlled by retailers, hardly. And we wanted to give the retailers the ability to control the online store. And how do you do that? They first have to see it. If they don't see it, they, they can't fathom it, they can't make decisions, they can't do anything. Because a retailer walks into a store, in a physical store, and looks around, they're making decisions because they're looking at their store. Right. We wanted to give that to retailers. We want to give them the ability to look at their online store as if it was a retail store. You, you seem to focus on luxury brands and, and affluent customers, you know, as a result. Why is that? In our journey, we noticed that luxury brands really invest with their customers, with really connecting to the customer. They, they believe that the customer should have a really an amazing experience, more than the non-luxury retailers that only focus on cost. So when I stood in front of Gucci uh, in Milan and told them about how I want to connect them to the consumer, they said, when do we start straight away? Because they realize we're talking the same language. We are, we are customer obsessed, which we, how we define mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And we are looking for partners that are customer obsessed as well because we just want to give an amazing experience to the consumer, right? What's the thinking behind representing customers as cute cartoon figures? What's, why, okay. why do it in that way? Why give them hair? You know, what, what's the point of that? Because they're people and they're precious. You see, before us, you don't see people. You see, you see numbers. You see text. You see. So if you're an agent that's supposed to chat to a customer on the other side, all you see a window opens up and a question from appears. You don't see the person, and even just representing the person with an avatar creates a whole different approach and a whole different experience to the agent on the other side, which is a human as well. So they they suddenly see people in front of them, although they look blue and green and yellow. So you're trying to to create a more human experience on on both ends of the platform. Exactly. Paz says PowerFront is unique because retailers can use it to visualize the emotions of their customers, something that's usually seen as a vital part of customer service when it's done IRL. Turns out, seeing those emotions can make a big difference. PowerFront says that in general, only between 1% and 2.5% of customers actually end up buying something when they visit a store's website. But PowerFront software can boost those numbers by a lot. If you are if you are proactively engaged with the customer, meaning if you say, well, like, hey, welcome back, hope you like your last purchase, uh, how can we help you today? That will bring a 26% conversion, which is like a normal physical store. But you got to be smart about it. You can't just say, hey, do you want to chat? No, you have to create that conversation. You can't just throw uh, 
you know, do you want to chat with us? Nobody, you know, when you walk into a store and they say, hey, do you have any questions straight away? Just walk in and go, no, no, no. We all hate that. So we, we proactively engage with the customer saying, hey, welcome. Do you have any questions about sizing? They will respond, almost all of them, yes. How is the sizing? And then, then you create a conversation. Once you have a conversation, you convert one of four people. Absolutely. So I have a question for you, because from what I understand from my reading, uh, the the information that you're gathering on customers includes everything from their past purchase history to mm-hmm. um, what they're currently yes. looking at, what's in their cart, what they're typing in the chat box before they even press enter. And, and I'm wondering, do you think customers who shop at a PowerFront-supported online store know that their data is being collected in this way? Um, so this is no difference to what's happening in a physical store. So when you walk into a physical store, right? Let's let's look at that for a second. But that's not my, my that's not my question though. My question is, people when they're shopping online, do you think they know that their data is being collected in this way? Absolutely. You do. Absolutely. Because that was news to me, to be perfectly honest. That's absolutely correct. But uh, you know, when when what don't, didn't you see uh, advertising chasing you because you've been to one website and you've seen the advertising everywhere else? So, so what do you think that is? Oh, yes. So so the idea that people might see what I'm browsing, yes. But the idea that people might know what I'm typing in a chat box before I press enter, no, I, I don't expect that. When you when you are visiting a website, you know, it's exactly as if you're visiting a store. You know, you, at that moment in time, you say, hey, I'm interested with you guys. And and here I am, I'm coming in to visit your store. So so what's happening there is, you know, is, is, is already... Uh, is already the permission to for, for the brand to actually, you know, see you as a as a cookie to see what you're looking at, right? Hadar, I understand what you're saying, but that's where I kind of disagree with you because when I am formulating a question for a person in a store, in a physical store, they don't get to read my thoughts. If I am formulating a question in a chat box, that kind of feels like you're reading my thoughts. Okay, I understand where you're coming from, but when you're a physical store, and let's say you're asking a question, and you'll say. Hey, um, I'm looking for a red dress. Wait a minute. No, I'm looking for a blue dress. So you, you actually change your sentence. That's exactly the same thing. You, you, you are conversing with someone, right? The only reason we're doing this so we can expedite the agent for finding the right answer. So, so when, you start, when you're typing, you know, my order, as soon as you type my order, the agent goes and looks for your order number so he can answer you very fast. That's the only reason we do this. There is nothing behind this that is remotely connected to any anything harmful that we want to do. I mean, there's nothing about it other than speeding up the agent because, you know, the agent needs to search for things, find answers for you. And the sooner they know what you want to say, they, they go and grab this information. It's, it's interesting how often on this show we end up talking to folks who, who give us arguments about efficiency in opposition to privacy. It's, it's, it's really surprising how often that pops up. Because that, that does seem to be the, the sort of balance that you have to strike, right? Well, you know what? Looking at what's available out there and what people are doing out there, it's, it's just crazy. I think the definition of privacy, mm-hmm. and the, it's got to be redefined because mm-hmm. a lot of things really helping us. You know, when I join uh, some sort of platform and I, and I put my email address or even when they get a phone call from Apple and suddenly they say, have you seen that on the iPhone? Say, yeah, this, this could be Eric. You know, I don't know how they, they figure this out. But that's helping me because I can, oh, yes, that's it. Except 
So, so you know, we accepting things that help us in our life, and they they are maybe crossing the line as a privacy issue, but they're helping us uh, with efficiency. So, yeah. so I don't know. We lost, and I think we all lost between what 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 is um, you know what is helping us and 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 is it really harmful or not? Um, we're moving into a different. It's a different world right now. We tend to think of online shopping as an opportunity to buy things without being judged, without being watched. But the reality is far less private than we might think. I'm Ariel Zuemros, but you don't have to say it that way. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at ADRS. You can also reach the Reset team by emailing reset at vox.com. We publish episodes three times a week on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. If you haven't already, subscribe to the pod. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or in your favorite podcast app. And if you like what you hear, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us. Martha Daniel, Skylar Swenson, and Will Reed produce the show. Our engineer is Eric Gomez. Golda Arthur is our executive producer. Liz Kelly Nelson is the editorial director of Vox Podcasts. The mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder composed our theme music. And Reset is produced in association with Stitcher, and we're part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. We'll be back on Tuesday. Later, nerds.